Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to a special guest we have on the show today. The BK Voss is a web designer and website strategy consultant at Gorgeous Geek Web Design. The BK is a web designer who builds WordPress websites for service-based businesses, coaches, and consultants. She loves taking care of the technical part, but she also gives guidance on content and strategy. A big part of her website projects is to help her clients to understand how to communicate on their website. And we're going to get into that a little bit more today in a way that their ideal client visitors go, yes, I've come to the right place. She also makes sure that any website she builds has a natural user flow and clearly reflects the vibe of the business and the services that are offered. But BK, hello, and thank you so much for joining me on the show today. How are you? I am good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good. No, 100%. But we connected, I think it was last month, wasn't it, on a coffee chat. And, you know, I've been speaking to you. We've got the same niche. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you have to be a guest on the show. So I'm really delighted that we were able to make this happen today, regardless of the tech issues that we have had thus far. (laughs) But before we get into, you know, websites and communication and client attraction and all that kind of stuff, I would love it if you could tell us a little bit more about you and your story. Yeah. um, Originally, I'm from Norway been living in many different countries the last years, but I've been the last 12, I think, in Barcelona, in Spain. So yeah, kind of one of these places that a lot of people come to and then they say, oh, I didn't plan to stay here this long. Uh, So I think I've become one of them. But yeah, obviously the climate is better. I like the people. I'm, you know, Norwegian sometimes are a little bit more formal and, you know, not showing so much emotion. And I'm like, yeah, I like the way people are here. So, but my background, um, it's kind of interesting how things have developed because I used to, I, I usually say I used to be like a normal person. I had <laughs> normal jobs. Yeah. I really loved the tourism industry. I was really intent on becoming a hotel manager. So I was uh, kind of back and forth between the hospitality industry, which I love for the energy and meeting the people. And maybe that's where I got like kind of my customer service skills, which comes in very handy as well, running a business and dealing with clients. 100%. But in between thinking like, yeah, you kind of overworked and underpaid quite often because I haven't managed to get to the boss position <laughs> in any of the hospitality jobs I had. So I was just, you know, the worker bee. So I would go in and work in corporate, being a personal assistant uh, for management, kind of back and forth for a few years, which I love as well. I love organizing things, keeping things under control. Basically, like helping other people having an easier life seemed to be like the red thread between these two jobs. and. Uh, at some point, I just had a couple of quite challenging jobs, as in I wasn't quite happy. I felt I was working a lot or not having, being able to work according to my values and having the freedom, the typical like the freedom of flexibility that years ago, that was like <laughs> the sales, yeah. you know, the sales 
uh, kind of was like, oh, you want to have your own business because it's freedom and flexibility. So yeah, I just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to have to manage another work situation where I feel it's like, yeah. So I basically did the whole like escape thing, which is my thing. Like if I don't like it somewhere, it's not so much that I'm going towards something I really want to do. I just like, I just want to get away. Yeah, I'm like that. This well. was the best getaway plan I ever had without realizing it. I was moving towards doing web design, which I, yeah, never really studied as in, I don't have like the tech background that this is what I wanted to do from when I was young. I always been good at tech. I realized like all my jobs, I would be the person that people come to when something goes wrong. Like Outlook doesn't work. Printer has a paper jam. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm on it. I would be the only one who's like, oh, this is exciting. I started my business basically just doing admin support because that's what I knew how to do. And I thought, okay, I can do that as a freelance or just trying to figure out how to run a business. And part of that process was doing all the mistakes that one does starting a business, procrastinating the real kind of activities that would actually bring clients. And I was just building my website. That was my procrastination task. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I was learning so much about it to the point that that started to sell itself more than the admin support. And bit by bit, I was, yeah, meeting also the right kind of people who gave me the push in the right direction. So that at some point, um, uh, a coach friend of mine, she was like, what do you want to do really? And I was like, I would love to do websites full time. And, and she was like, go for it. And I was like, no, what you know, can I do that? You know, all the dubs, the typical female entrepreneur kind of dubs, like, oh no, can I do that? And I was like, okay, let's start going in that direction and, and, you know, learn what I had to learn, not just making it pretty, which is one part, but technically solid and all these things are very important these days as well that you, you know, I always talk about like, I have to have your backups and all the boring stuff on the back end. <laughs> so I'm going to, I got to learn all that. But what I ended up really liking, I do like the coding, making things, you know, happen on the front end, making it pretty. But also I realized, I think I attract a lot of coaches and people who are into self-development. So it became my market. And also that includes like, how do you make people feel something? And that is also something that is nice with the website is the technical part mm-hmm. and it's the human part. Yeah. And love that. yeah, so this kind of became this, yeah, from the background of hospitality and corporate ending up doing web design, which I never had as a plan. <laughs> and never it happened. Do. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm so happy. I was like, oh my God, I just love what I'm doing. I love kind of the clients I have. And of course, it's a bit struggle sometimes still after all these years, like how to run it as a business and being your own manager. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's getting there. It's worth it. It's worth it. Thank you so much. That's such an interesting journey. And actually, we've got quite similar stories. I did PA work for about 15, 16 years. I started my business as a VA initially. So we've got quite a lot, you know, of similarities, a lot of things in common. And that thing about the photocopying, I was always the person at the photocopy. It always seemed to jam when I was there. But rather than walk oh, yeah. off, which is what 98% of the workforce would do, I would be that one trying to work out where the piece of paper is jammed. <laughs> so we've got that, we've got that in common as well. Um, that's quite an interesting sort of story how you ended up in the website design piece. And I suppose I've been in business for nearly two years now, and I know that I have personally underestimated or maybe not clearly understood what web design is and you've kind of touched on a couple of things and it's not just about making it pretty which quite frankly is exactly what (laughs) 
Is that exactly what I thought? But for our listeners, I thought it might be really helpful for us to really get that definition nailed from the very beginning. So what is web design, website design? Yeah, I mean, what I thought when I started as well was that people would just come to me and say, this is what I want. And I would just build it technically. And realizing like, most people have no clue because they're also starting their business. Um, I was a bit ahead of them as I have kind of understood the whole social media management, uh, social media marketing, um, what worked really seven years ago when I started this. And as I was learning and seeing what was working, I started to share that as part of the web design because I think, like you say, it's not enough that it's pretty. A lot of people, they start a business, of course, and thinking like, okay, you have to have a website. But what does that mean? Like, is it just putting something up there? And it might have worked like 20 years ago to put up a website and clients will be coming to you because the internet wasn't crowded. <laughs> and now, still, I know there are a lot of people who think like, okay, my website is there. People are going to start contacting me. And unfortunately, it's not the case. First of all, it's like, first you have to bring traffic to the website through social media. And once they get to the website, how do you make them want to stay? And this is the part that is kind of my expert part. Although I share a lot about you know how one can bring traffic, but it's not... It's not really what I do. Ideally, they can hire marketing people for that if they want help. But it's like once they come to the website, you already achieved it. Like, okay, they're there. Don't lose them. How do you make them stay? And for me, the first thing is really about like, how do you make them feel something? Because if you observe um, your own behavior online and start to paying attention to when you stop and pay attention to things, what makes you read that article? What makes you open that email? And most of the time, I think you will realize it's because it triggered something in you. It's like, oh, this is relatable. Oh, this is me. Oh, I feel like that. Oh, this happened to me. And that's when you click or something that is curious or just something that stirs something in you. Mm-hmm. And I think the mistake a lot of people do is that it's a bit scary in the beginning in particular, or even after a while, people just forget that you're like, oh, I see these other people doing their website this way. I'm going to like do what they do. Yeah. And then it starts to sound like everyone else's websites, like, hey, I'm the life coach. I'm going to help people with every kind of problem. going to make people happier. And that's, you know, that's good. It's true, but it's not specific enough. So one thing is, kind of, how do you make people feel something? They don't feel something if they feel they read that sentence 100 times before. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, certain sentences online have been used so much. So even though they might have been powerful a while ago, now it's like, yeah, I don't feel that you're talking to me. So the first thing is, like, how do you get that feeling out of them? And I like to say, like, how do you get a yes reaction out of them on the first moment they come to the website that they're like, oh, this is me. Like, oh, she helps people like me with problems like mine. Oh, this is my situation. Oh, this is my problem. This is how I'm feeling without being judgmental, but just so they're like, oh, this person gets me. Yeah, they can connect the dots. Yeah, manage that on the homepage and half the job is done because that's when people go in somewhere and it's like, I don't really understand what this person is doing and what it's Mm -hmm. for. And they go away. Or they might click around and it's like, yeah, this sounds nice, but it doesn't sound like she's talking to me. And this is the, I think this is like the secret that is quite easy with a few sentences that make people go, oh yeah, that is the first step. So as part of your service, you talked about that connection, getting your website visitors to really feel like you're speaking to them. So do you write the copy Mm. as well as part of your services? Yeah, no, I don't write the copy. I think it's nice if people manage to write it themselves just so that it sounds like yeah. them. Although some get paralyzed or can't really feel like they can do that. And ideally they can work with a copywriter. But still, I see sometimes if they don't choose the right copywriter, it will sound nice, but something's missing all the personality, which is also what kind of sells. Like what makes you different? What makes you, like maybe your quirky side is exactly what attracts 
clients because people can relate to you not being normal and pretty and perfect. Okay. So I give a little guidance on what to think about, like for the homepage, like section one, two, three, four, basically, <laughs> what to think about for each of them, how to make people get a reaction, like the about page. Okay. I always say it's not always only about you. How do you make them feel it's about them, even if it's about you? The work with me page, if they get there, they're thinking about it. How can you make them not be too scared to click for a consultation call? Because it's like people just don't jump on the call, the first person they find. They're like, oh, do I like this person? Am I going to be sold to if I schedule a call? Do I really need this now? So trying to get over all these hurdles in advance on your website, sometimes that makes the sales call just a formality of they made a decision already to work with you. And they just want to see how can we do this Perfect. because they already been convinced and felt like, wow. And I had some people say this and I'm nice to have it reconfirmed. That's like, oh, I, I saw things on your website and I felt that I knew you already and that you knew what I wanted. And I was like, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's nice to know that I have achieved what I'm yes, teaching. that's always <laughs> a plus point. Yeah. So it's a lot of work behind that of my clients, you know, when you or anyone who is a coach consultant, how well do they know their clients? How can they find these words that will relate to them? Okay. And that's the part I give a lot of guidance on. I give feedback on the content. Or if they have a copywriter, I'd love to work with the copywriter so that we can kind of, I know the strategy from a website point of view and they yeah. know uh, their the strategies as for that. Yeah, exactly. So we can make it all fit. Yeah, that's really helpful to know. So that if there's anyone listening, they're really clear about, you know, where the parameters of your your service offering is. Okay, so sorry to interrupt. So let's move on to step two. Yes. Like basically first you come in and you want to create like an emotional response. That's what I'm saying. And you want to make them keep on reading. So as much as you can to use these yes reaction sentences in between, just to remind them that you know where they're at, it helps. Also making sure that when you mention your about page, for example, link to that page. Uh, When you mention your services, link to those pages so they don't need to look for it. Uh, make it easy for them to find out how to contact you. Some people might have had a conversation with you in a networking event and so forth, and they just want to find out, how do I get on a call with this person? And I see some websites, it's like, where's the contact button? Like, where's the contact page? It doesn't happen too often, but I'm like, isn't that the whole purpose of the website is for most service providers? Like, yeah, we want people to contact us, to have that first conversation. So we create that more personal connection and, and maybe go to the next step. So it's about leading the people through the web page, get their attention, then keep their attention with small snippets of information that they need, not too much at the time. We talked about do's and don'ts. And I think one of the big don'ts is like, don't try to tell them everything at once and make them able to click through. Like, let's say you have three services. You don't need to give them all that information right away because they might only be interested in one. So you see very often the three boxes, no? Yeah. So that's a don't. Yeah. Not just you can have three boxes, just so they know, oh, this is the box on the service I'm interested in. Gotcha. Then they can li- read the full description and so right. forth. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you can have the name of the service, maybe a little description so they understand if that's needed. But I see some people, they're trying to explain about all their services already on the homepage, and then it gets long. Mm-hmm. I mean, you lose people's attention and eventually they're not reading everything after all. So it's just for like, okay, people are willing to read more if it's what they're looking for. But if they feel like, oh, I have to read about all these other things I'm not interested in, that's when you lose them. So it takes strategy and the planning to give them the information they need in the order that you kind of have to anticipate that they want it mm. and combine it with what you want is to lead them towards the call to action of, for most people, it's like get on a, you know, the first free consultation call, for example, which is a very typical one for people who really build their mailing list, like get on my list. 
mm-hmm. so that we can stay in touch. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the last strategy I think is super important. A lot of people aren't quite ready for the whole mailing list and sending out newsletters, but collecting those email addresses would at least let you know who has been interested enough in what you were saying yeah. to want to stay in touch with you, but they might not be ready for the call yet. Yeah. And you can make them ready by staying in touch, staying on top of their mind, be in their inbox every now and then with something useful, something useful, not spammy. Not just, yeah, not just. just yeah, that's a whole topic on its own, but it's connected to the website. Yeah. Okay. That's really, really helpful. So as you know, this show is aimed at new or established podcasters. And something that I encourage my clients to do is to, you know, when they're launching their show, is to at least have a podcast page on their existing yeah. coaching website some listen to me some don't (laughs) but and I know that you've worked with coaches who have had podcasts and you set up these pages for them I think at a minimum you should have a podcast page and if you wanted show notes you know a show notes page for each episode that's fine too but at a minimum yeah a podcast page I want the expert to explain to our lovely listeners (laughs) why (laughs) this is really important why would you want to have your podcast available on your business website? For the people who know you have a podcast, it might be a place they will also look for it. And depending on how they know about your podcast, maybe they don't even know that you have a podcast. But I think one of the first things I'm looking for when I go to someone else's website to either consider working with them or collaborating with them is like, can I find some kind of video or audio of them? Yeah. Because it gives away so much more than you know the picture and the text and I always like oh can I find a YouTube channel just to get an idea like what's their personality how do they sound like well basically it's something that people like to see to feel that they connect more with who the person you are Mm -hmm. to get a sense of your personality and also of course the value you bring there small snippets maybe of of things that will help them give them an idea of oh yeah she's talking about this I have this problem oh she's having a podcast about that But I think just having something to listen to or watch, if it's even a podcast with video or if it's a YouTube channel. But I mean, I think a podcast is great. And I'm learning a lot from you, actually, of how powerful that is to connect with people. And you can interview people and just gives a lot of exposure. But having it on your website makes people at least find it easily. Thank you, because a lot of people don't listen to me. (laughs) So thank you so much for, yeah, giving that sort of perspective. And I suppose I want to flip it on the other side. So something that I talk about is using your podcast page in social media, et cetera. So it might be that someone finds your podcast and then the way how I, you know, why I encourage my clients to do this is whilst they're on your podcast page, they, the opposite of what you've just described, they might Mm -hmm. click over to your work with me page or your about page, you know, so it could work both ways. So I suppose yeah, I, kind exactly. of, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what you think or what you suggest should be on that podcast page. It might be certain calls to action. You're the expert, so you can let me know mm-hmm. or let us know. But what should be on that podcast page to encourage people to click over to, you know, learn more about someone's services, etc.? Yeah. Yeah, I think... Every page should kind of guide to the next logical page. I think on the podcast page, it is nice, um, well, having the like the picture of you or the picture of the podcast, just having a face always helps, just makes it 
feel like you're communicating with a person. And a little snippet about what you do. If people came straight to your podcast page and they don't know anything about you, even just having a few sentences about like, this is what I help people with and this is what I do, that helps a lot. You can make it very simple. It's like, hey, if you're interested in working with me, get in touch. Or if you're interested in staying in touch and get notified of X, Y, Z, that's I'm sending in my newsletter, maybe even inform people about, hey, there's a new episode coming out. And you write that actually also in your newsletter. That's also a good reason. Just get them in. And like, how can you stay in touch with them? How can you make them contact you to always have a call to action? I mean, of course, you don't want to crowd it too much either. But even have maybe a picture and a little about snippet, who I am, what I do. Mm -hmm. A little description of your services. Maybe you even want to have like the three boxes. Yeah. <laughs> if that's relevant. It depends a little bit on each business, of course. But I say the homepage is kind of a snapshot of what people find on the other pages and they can click through to get the full detail. Right. And a podcast page can definitely be used in the same way. As in, they already found you. They might probably have listened to your podcasts. So what can you give them that they might need? Mm, and I would think, yeah, if they listen to your podcast, they're interested in the topic, they might be interested in working with you. Basically, the button is the most important thing. Like, consider working with me, or do you want to go on a free call and get, mm-hmm. you know, like, a, I don't know, some people give already a mini coaching, or some people just give whatever they give for their business. But having that visible button, oh, work with me, either going to your calendar or your work with me page, if that feels like that's needed to kind of convince them. It, that's kind of where more like the business coaching is coming in. How is your client responding to these things? Are they ready for a get in touch already? Or do they need the work with me page first to kind of get more information? But yeah, just a bit about you, a little bit about what you offer them, what you help with and the button. Yeah, That's already helping a lot. Just telling people what to do. We need that these days. I noticed myself as well. People tell me what to do. And I was like, oh, thank God, I don't need to think. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how we function as a society. Yeah, no, it's like, it's a challenge now being a business owner. And I'm following some people as well. One of them I just follow now, she's like, don't be like, hey, if you feel like calling me, you can do that. No, she's like, tell them what to do. And I was like, it's true. We just need to be like, click here. This is what you want. I mean, not being pushy, but it's more like sign up for a call. Like, I will help you with X, Y, Z. Yeah. Exactly. Not being so careful with the words, which is something I have to learn myself as well. I was almost like, hey, if you feel like it, you can do this. And I'm like, hey, I can help you. Get on a call and we can have a chat, you know. All right. That's that's really helpful. So buttons a bit about you and just maybe mention the podcast on your homepage. Oh, yeah. As you said, it's about the pages interlinking. Yeah, definitely. And it having a bit of a natural flow. Yeah. So I'm sure our listeners, because I'm wondering this. I've always wondered this. I've been updating my website for a while, but hopefully this month is the month. I'm one of those people who procrastinates or gets paralysis over the website copy. (laughs) So that is where I'm at at the moment. But I will get there because I know the power of a website. So say, for example, you know, as we've just discussed, someone lands on their website and finds a podcast page, learns more about the entrepreneur, the business owner, or vice versa, finds a podcast page and goes the other way. How, what are the key things that helps turn that visitor, that website visitor, into a potential client? Potential client being they actually click that button, fills out your form and books that call. Yeah. What, what does that look like? Yeah, it really goes back to kind of 
pinpointing their situation, like this is what's happening. And they go like, yeah, this is me. Like, this is where you want to be at. You're like, yeah, exactly. This is where I want to be. And giving that the feeling that working with you will make that happen. Give that feeling of hope and feeling, oh, like, yeah, you can do it. You just need some help, which is usually the truth. But giving them the kind of the image of like, this is where you're at. And I know what's going on with you right now. You know, I'm not going to judge you. And I know you want this. I know I want this. And I know it's possible for you. It's not as hard as you think, you know, whatever is needed, but something that makes them feel mm. like, wow, things are going to change if I work with you. And to not be scared of selling your skills and not feeling like you're salesy yeah. because if they really need it, and I just see my own reaction as well. It's like, it's like yeah, I, I want to achieve this. And clearly everything I'm doing on my own is making it going very slow. And having someone that mm. just makes me feel like, no, I mean, this is possible. Like you're almost there. You just need that extra thing. So it's just finding the words that they need to hear. It's like, what do they want to achieve? What do they want to achieve to the point that you make them feel it's possible and that it's, you know, they're not going to be a bad investment. It's just having enough confidence in your wording, in the way you communicate to say, I know you're here now. Yeah. I know we want to get there. I can help you get there. We're going to do X, Y, Z if you want to share some of the steps, for example, or give them some, you know, the freebie, for example. But it's just about the story that we all hear online now is storytelling and stuff, just making them see that story for themselves. Like, I'm here. I want to go there. And yeah. This is how I can help you. Yeah, I can help you with this. Like, get in touch. Let's talk about it. You know, a non-committal phone call, whatever people are scared of being sold to, which I understand. So depending on Mm -hmm. how ready your market are to just go on calls, you can be more or less careful about it. But sometimes it's more like, yeah, let's go on a call. No commitment. And in the call... Ideally, you, you convince them that, yeah, this is going to happen. I can help you. Like, where do you want to start? <laughs> yeah, but it's just getting them out of their head. Yeah. And getting the clarity that, yes, this person can help me to click in that button to actually book in that call. And listening to you speak, I, a thought came into my mind around what is the relationship between the prettiness and those words? For women, the prettiness... It's important, I think. I mean, I'm generalizing, but I go to some websites that are clearly like, you know, male entrepreneur website. And I think some of them are, for me, it's like, oh my God, they're so ugly. But their copy works. So I know it's like, sometimes I sign up for stuff, even though I don't like it design-wise. I'm just like, oh my God, but it's working. The words are much more important than the prettiness. I know it's easy to get stuck on the prettiness and everything needs to be in a certain way. But eventually... I see websites that people even have made themselves and it can look quite homemade, but the right words are there and their business is working. And they will, you know, some people just do that because they can't afford right away to invest in someone doing the website. Totally get it. Like I was there as well, which is why I did my own website. <laughs> yeah. Just, you don't want to end up being a web designer, but. I tried. Yeah. Someone built it for me and then um, did all the sort of backend stuff. This is when I first started my business because I thought that I needed a website like you said, just trying to be perfect and have everything in the right box in the right place. And I quickly gave yeah. up. Now, me and Divi, me and WordPress are the best of friends. But it was quite, it was quite, I mean, I wouldn't call myself a designer. I don't have a fantastic relationship with color, but I'm a lot further ahead than I was, you know, 18 months ago. So if anyone listening yeah. who is newer in their business, do not feel that pressure to you know get your websites done right out the gate I think what I'm hearing from this conversation is that knowing your ideal client 
is super, super important so that you can write the right copy because it's the copy backed up by the design that will really take your website visitor from just browsing to booking a call and then hopefully becoming a client. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Not saying design doesn't matter because I think like working with mostly women still, like when I come into a website and it's visually beautiful and pleasing, it does make me want to stay because I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful. Sometimes you see a beautiful website and it doesn't speak to you, but you're like, oh, this is so beautiful, but you don't click anything. But it's not what really sells it. I mean, if it looks too messy and it looks too homemade, it can, you know, sometimes make Mm -hmm. you lose a bit of credibility. But it's like finding the balance because I've seen homemade websites that look totally fine. There's some nice templates out there that you can tweak simply a little bit. But people get overboard and start tweaking things they shouldn't tweak and then they break the prettiness. And also, of course, it needs to still work on the mobile, on the tablet. I think that's another thing that a template out of the box will be fine. And then you start fiddling with it and then you broke the mobile version and you had no idea. And then and then you can't figure out how to get it back. <laughs> so it's, yeah. So I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like discard the design because of course, I mean, that's what I do all day as well. It's like, it feels good when you're proud to show your website. And I think this is one thing that for a lot of people is like, I know it's not perfect. I know it may not be the most important thing that is all pretty and perfect, but you want to be proud to share your website. Because that is what makes you comfortable about selling yourself and putting yourself out there and telling people about this. Just like, look at my website. Like some of my clients are like, oh, it's so nice to go out to people. And it's like, I, I want to bring people to the website. So it's more like an emotional thing for the business owner <laughs> to give that confidence than the effect yeah. on the people that it's like, yeah, I'm ready now. I can spread that link <laughs> everywhere on social it's media and tell everyone about it's it. It's almost and- like giving birth. <laughs> Like the baby has been born. Come and see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't she cute? 100%. I can relate to that 100%. Okay, so I was having a look at your website and I came across, you of course have a blog and one of the articles jumped out at me. I just want to pull it up as we are speaking. Uh-huh. You've got quite a few different um, blogs and we talked about turning your visitors into clients already but another one that I wanted to touch Mm. on was around engagement it might be that you've touched on this a little bit already but you have a blog where you've talked about three easy ways to engage your website visitors is there anything that you might want to add to our conversation in that regard right now I mean, most of the time, I think what really engages people is something we talked about, like hearing something live, like a video or a podcast, which I should probably add to this Mm. blog post. It's something that makes people engage with you. So, or engage with, they feel like you have a conversation with them. I think that's more correctly said uh, than what I said. So generally, I think a website should be the start of a conversation. And if they hear your voice, that it's something that is like, oh, maybe I want to leave a comment here, or maybe I want to to take some action after listening to this or after seeing this. And uh, yeah, just so it's not all static and and just text, 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 information, information, mm. information. That's something, another don't really is like talk a lot about, oh, this is all my amazing services, amazing services without doing the first step of connecting with people. Because everyone wants to talk about the services, but the first one to know is like, I want to talk about me and my problems and, you know, see who you are. Do I like you? Uh, do you seem like a safe person to share these things with, especially coaching? People share some very personal things. They're going to go on a sometimes a quite scary journey. So I love what you yeah, just said. A website they, is the beginning of a conversation. Yeah, that's beautiful. 
Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it is it's yeah, it's kind of start start, start a conversation. conversation. You want to start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you manage that, that's what you want. It's like it's not the tech. It's like I want to go in there and I want to talk to you somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where you're messaging. I want to hear you talking to me. I want to feel like we have a conversation exactly. I want to feel you already know yeah. about me. I want to feel that you have all my solutions. Yeah. I want to feel like, okay, where, where can I get this stuff? Where can I click? Where can I sign up? That's what you want to achieve. Yeah, this has been a really interesting conversation and it's allowed me to see a website in a completely different light. And I hope our listeners have definitely taken away what well, I've definitely taken away. So I'm sure they have too. <laughs> and before we wrap up, I wondered if there was anything else that you might want to add to kind of conclude our conversation today. I think it would be touching a little bit on what you say, like try not to delay it too much mm. to make it visible um, because you can always change it even after it's up, even if you don't have all the pages ready. So I think for a lot of people now, like if I'm going to consider working with someone or even if I already booked a call before that, I would like to check out your website just to feel like, it's like feeling that you have enough information will make you feel kind of safer going into that call and know what's going to happen. And also it's going to be more efficient for your time that you prepared. And a website is very often the place that all the information about you is kind of summarized in a better way than you have on social media, for example. Of course, you can be active there and people get to know you there. But the website is the place where it's like, okay, this is the the organized way Mm. (laughs) to tell people what I do. And yeah, just having the homepage up with the different sections, kind of have a blog post about the structure for your coaching website, also works for most service businesses. And I specify section by section what you can have there. And they usually go to different pages. But if you don't have those pages, even just having that homepage and launching that, once you get like your about page full about budget ready, then you add the button from the homepage and then you launch that mm. one, add it to your menu. Like, That's like a good point. Did it have something there? I know it's, you know, I think a lot of people have the perfectionism thing and you want everything to be perfect. Yeah. But it's like you realize very soon after you launch a website, especially if you're new and it's the first time you start working with clients as a business owner, that you work with a few clients and it's like, oh, I need to change the wording here. Oh, actually, yeah. I need to add this because people keep asking for it or, oh, people are confused about that. So don't worry about things not being perfect. It will change all the time. It's growing with you as a business, as you're learning as a person, mm. as your clients develop as well. Like, the clients I worked with before are quite different to what I work with now. And my copy had to change a little bit, be a bit for me, more grown up in the tone because I was like baby business owner <laughs> talking to other baby business owners. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, I'm not a baby business owner anymore. I do still work with some baby business owners, but I talk a bit more, I guess, with authoritative tone, more confidence. I have the experience. And this is what's happening in everyone's business journey. It's like a self-development journey as well. The way you talk, the confidence of which you talk, the topics keep changing. So your website is, is a live thing. It, it grows with you and like it will change. So just put it out there. Like, Yeah, thanks for that kick up the bottom. <laughs> I give feedback to people who, who dare to share the link to their almost done websites. So that's, that's a good way to get like feedback in a quite small, safe environment. That's a really good reminder. I'm going to hold myself accountable. Maybe you can hold me accountable oh yeah I'm really good at that yeah oh good so we said it loads of people are going to hear this episode so I can't yeah exactly like when is it going to be ready by I'm saying it now (laughs) end of June the website will be ready all my pages all the show notes because I know I'm a hypocrite when it comes to my show notes I've talked about the importance (laughs) of show notes and I have none they're all typed up (laughs) the transcript my daughter did the transcripts for me 
but it's just the pages that I'd be like, oh, I have to sit down and do yeah. all these little bits. But you're right. It will change. Yeah. Your website yeah. grows with you. So just get on and do it already. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I can mention as well that I do sometimes for people is basically just like, I also sell like individual consulting hours. Some people's like, hey, here's my website Uh, or either like a website review. So sometimes it's just like, okay, maybe you don't need someone to do your whole website. Yeah. A lot of people do it themselves, but then you got stuck on things or just like, I need accountability. I have someone just paid me for accountability. Eventually I just like, oh, I just told her all the things that she needed to do. And then I didn't have anything to do for her, (laughs) but she just needed that. Or someone who's like, hey, what you're writing here would be good to move up because it's really powerful. This button needs to be bigger. Small stuff like that. That's just like, I always say, like, there's not always a lot of things that need to change on the website to make it into that communication tool to start a conversation, to get the strategy in place so people flow through the website. It doesn't need to be a huge thing. Sometimes it's like a small thing as... A little tweak here and there. Yes, placement of things, certain words that you can highlight. Mm -hmm. And I love doing that stuff. It's more like, how do you make this absorbable in an easy way for the visitors? So even if you just skim, you get the point, you know where to click, you want to click because you saw the right words. Yeah, how do you... And it's easy. Easy for another person to see it from the outside. Yes. Have people doing it for me because I can't always see like which of all my fantastic sentences are going to work best. Uh, That's another thing to just keep in mind. Just if you have the opportunity to have someone just have a look at your website who has some business sense, your mom and your family is not always the best, although they will say nice things, but who knows a bit about like how do people function online these days? What makes them read Mm -hmm. stuff? What makes them Mm -hmm. click? What makes them doze over? So... Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good to know. You and I will stay in touch because that's, I don't know if a lot of web designers do it, but I've never seen Mm. it advertised because that's exactly Mm. what I've thought of in the past. Like, especially with the design pretty piece. I love color, but putting certain colors together on a website is not my forte. So if I can just get someone to review it and tell me what I need to do so it speaks to my visitors. Oh, so I'm really glad that you've mentioned that. But thank you so much for your time. This has been a fantastic conversation. Yeah, but before you. we, you know, close this episode, I would love if you could let our listeners know a little bit more about your website planner and, of course, where they can find you online. So the website planner is like one of my freebies. Basically, the first one I would suggest for people who are starting out, even for the people who might need a revamp because the website isn't working, as in like, is it bringing in clients? Because it gives that overview of a lot of the things I talked about today what to think about for the different pages. Uh, why it would it be a good idea to have people signing up for newsletters? I don't like the word, but you know, <laughs> that's what people understand. Uh, exactly. What to think about a little bit, like how to think about the website. It's just not something static. So that gives like the first easy overview that for a lot of people is like, ah, now I get it. This is the purpose of the website. And now like step one, two, three kind of follows uh, for the people to sign up a little bit like emails for each page, like, okay, for this page, think about this for this page. So it's a good start uh, where people can find me. Obviously they can find me on my website, but a place that is easier to like communicate with me in a less formal way without signing up for something and stuff is my Facebook group. Uh, it's called Biz Ladies. I do allow guys in as well, but yeah, we're mostly women and the topics are related to what female entrepreneurs go through, but it's a place where people can ask for website help. So if people are stuck with something, what I welcome is that people ask stuff in the group. And sometimes mm-hmm. you think it's a big problem and I can answer that in two minutes. I will answer that for free. So take advantage mm-hmm. of that. Like I will give a lot of free stuff for the people in the group because it's a place that I like to hang out with my audience. And 
I like to help with these things that seem very complicated that for me, I'm like, okay, I know it. And uh, there's only 500 people in the group right now. And, you know, with algorithms, <laughs> it's not going to be 500 people seeing your post if you share something. So it's not that scary as just publishing into the world wide web. And a lot of people's like, I'm just going to do it. But yeah, it, it helps a lot to have that place to, to learn some more about how it's perceived by other people. So that's, yeah. And you're also over on LinkedIn because that's where we connected. I'm a lot on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's where we connected. Yeah. I keep posting my geek tip there every Wednesday, like a short, short tip. And yeah, I like to engage with people there and have this kind of little bit more business conversations. And me as well, learning, meeting people like you. I'm like, oh my gosh, should I start a podcast? Like if I will, I know I'm going to follow all of your yeah. posts. They're so useful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so it's a great place as well to just see people's conversations for those who are active. Well, I will make sure all the links are in the show notes so that people know where to find you, connect with you, and especially your Facebook group. It sounds so valuable. I mean, I might even join. Yeah, and I'm going to really boost that now. So I'm going to be there more than before. But thank you so much. I know we've gone over time. So thank you so much for all your insights. Yeah, I know. It's been so valuable. I'll make sure that all your links are in the show notes so that our listeners know how to connect with you, join your Facebook group. And yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. No, thank you for having me. Always such a pleasure to connect with people with similar energy and all this business knowledge that's also helpful for me. So if any of things I can share and I can help people, I'm super happy. So yeah, thanks to you. Thank you. We'll speak soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.